Hey, hey, hey. Hey, welcome to Creative Block. We're your hosts, Gene. And V, we interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Ray Rodriguez. Hi. Hello. Hi. It's so great to be here. We are so happy to have you, and we're glad that you're excited to be here. For those who might not know who you are, tell us who you are and what you do, Ray. Uh, okay. Uh, so I'm Ray. Um, I am the creator and showrunner of High Guardian Spice, uh, the Crunchyroll original. I uh, have done character design and storyboard work in animation before. I'm currently directing some stuff and developing some stuff that is unannounced and redacted. kind of secret. Yeah. <laughs> Working on redacted. Yeah. Ain't that the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's who I am. That is who you are. How did you first get into art and animation and drawing and all of that? Um... I feel like I have the typical, like, I've always been drawing since I was a little kid thing. Sure. Um, but, like, I've always been a weeb <laughs> is the thing. <laughs> hey, like, I've I've been really into anime since I was, like, very young because my sister was into Sailor Moon. And I was just, like, copying my older sister. Um, that was my first and... anime, too. Really? Yeah. Was, I mean, I... it's got to be for a lot of people. I think so because it was just, like, on TV before even like dragon ball like i i remember being really like, yeah oh i think so i that's I, really funny i remember in france it was like back to back it was dragon ball sailor moon they yeah. were like they're like inseparable <laughs> yeah i don't mean to derail i just i i, I yeah. like i think that that was the first anime it was on like some basic cable channel when i was like six or seven and that was like i was like what is this isn't like cartoons and uh, <laughs> and then I remember having a dream with Sailor Moon in it. That was like the first dream I remember too. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Really? Yeah, yeah. We'll come. But sorry, I just I, I yeah. That was like I had a dream where I was like in the Sailor Scouts, and but they like created like a turtle mech. I I really don't know what, it, but I, I swear that's like the first <laughs> dream I remember. I, I was like six or seven years old. Anyway, Wait, what was so, your outfit though when you were in the Sailor Scouts? I was a beautiful Sailor Scout. I don't know. Fuck what, yeah! I yeah, love what, that. Yeah. That's um, such a good look for you. Cross-dressing since I was like six. Uh, Excellent. But anyway, yeah, Sailor Moon's your first anime. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, but really, like, that was my sister's anime. I was more into Pokemon. But, like, I went to the one elementary school in all of America where, like, it wasn't cool to like Pokemon, at least as oh, far God. as I know. Yeah. What I was, tragedy. like, made... I know. I know. I was made fun of for being, like, the Pokemon kid in first grade. And you're like... you. Guys don't like Pokemon? This is very weird. Yeah. Um Was it a Digimon school? Is that why? <laughs> is it a Digimon? No. Was it a Monster Rancher school? A filthy <laughs> Monster Rancher school? God, I wish that was the debate. No, I was just a weird kid for liking anime. <laughs> That's so funny. Wow. Yeah. Um but yeah, so like I've always been into anime and cartoons and stuff and like I always knew I wanted to do something artistic. Um like as a job i didn't know if i wanted to like do comics for a while when i was little because i read a lot of manga um and then eventually i wanted to do movies and then i started thinking about live action stuff for a bit and i actually went to nyu um for film and tv but i went there because they had both film and animation and then like mm -hmm. 
uh, going to that school, I realized like, oh, I don't, I don't like live action. Like, right. I don't want to do this. Uh, so pretty quickly, I like just went full in on animation. Like, I don't know why, like, for a long time, I didn't really consider TV as a job. Mm-hmm. It was like, either you make movies, like you want to make a Disney movie, or you do live action, but there's no like television. You right. know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. to like Gravity Falls where I was like, oh shit, like I want to do that. We- and also uh, Adventure Time. You know, that's really funny. Yeah. Because yeah. that was kind of what tipped the thing over. Even in my class in Goblin was like, I remember showing Adventure Time to my classmates and they were like, what the what the fuck is that? And then Gravity really? Falls came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Gravity Falls came out and then it was like, all right, TV is cool now. What? I, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, they really but, did a lot. And, yeah, it took a little bit for Adventure Time for people to realize, like, this is actually good, it, at least back in Europe. Right. Really? Yeah, we incorrect. Hear... Yeah, incorrect. <laughs> but but we we hear um, we hear that a lot. People like don't know, like people growing up didn't know that they could even conceivably do like work in in TV, and I think that's changed. I think that like uh-huh. there's a lot more exposure to resources and, and information, but like. Our generation, yeah, it was a bit of a mystery. It was like, this is a thing people do. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. It's just well, different time. Different time, and also maybe like, I think for a lot of us, or at least for me, maybe I should just talk for myself. For me, um, like, I really liked anime because they were able to tell like long form stories and get into some really deep shit that they don't normally get yeah. into in American cartoons, or at least they didn't used to. Um, and I guess it was like, either you make anime or you make cartoons. You can't make a cartoon that has that kind of serious, uh, tone to Mm -hmm. it or like just talks about anything real. And then Adventure Time started actually doing it. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Like you can make cartoons that talk about actual problems. And then Gravity Falls came out and it was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. this is beautiful too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. For me, that was reboot <laughs> of all things. Reboot was like the the CG. Yes, show? yes, because oh it was God. it was like the first time that I saw. That was when I first got cable, and I was like, "What is this shit?" And I like had no idea that you could do TV with like a linear, or like cartoons, especially like with like a linear narrative and like consequences. And yeah, it was uh, it was exciting, but that that kind of thing definitely wasn't common, and uh, and yet it seems like. Yeah, our, our generation, I think, like f- took the reins and ran with it because everything is 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 leaning towards linear narrative now. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of us went into animation being like, I want to bring anime to the United yeah. States. And we all kind of did it at the same time. So it's like, oh, Oops. we don't even need to fight for this anymore. Like, it's just happening. Mm-hmm. Great. Kind of. I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like... Um... Because I feel like there's still a resistance. I feel like there's still... <laughs> it depends on who you're talking to. Um, that is. So I, because uh, of, I guess, uh, because I worked on High Guardian and like I'm a showrunner now, I am suddenly in like different meetings than I would have been if I had just like gone the straight like storyboard artist to director right. to whatever route. Um I have been in a lot of like meetings with development executives and like a lot of them are talking about like, we want to try to do what we want to try to make our own anime. Uh-huh. 
so it's a thing like i know that studios are interested whether or not they understand what anime actually is is another like question (laughs) but i know that they're interested that's really interesting yeah Yeah, it's really it's really interesting that that the like anime is like defined as a genre when it's actually (laughs) more of because when you read interviews from like mangakas and every and everything a lot of the time they reference hollywood and tv shows mm-hmm. like american tv shows <laughs> so it's kind of funny because it's kind of like i don't know you know like the thing that originated another thing that is trying to mimic this thing it's like i know the copy of the copy of yeah the copy. it's yeah i was just watching high guardian spites last night and mm-hmm. uh yeah prepping for our interview and like um it was on Crunchyroll, so there was ads every three minutes, and I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's just how it is. And um, the same ad over and over again as well. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they were advertising like I think it was Genshin Impact or something, and it. And I was just saying how I was like, man, it's odd how much American audiences hate, or not, I shouldn't say American audiences. Weirdos on Twitter love to shit on like the Bean Mouth and CalArts style and all this shit, but like I don't hear anybody ever really complaining about how every face in anime like 99% of the time <laughs> is the exact same and it, i know it's it's mm-hmm. a fucking and, and but and it's not the bean mouth thing is absolutely not even true like it's just not even true like it's although all those shows that they always bring up look completely different and yep. they focus in on one fucking mouth shape um, it's yeah. really interesting because i was like looking at anime from the like 70s and 80s yeah. you know kind of like all the ghibli type anime like tom sawyer or like they they, they did a lot of these like heidi kind of like western yeah. um staples and they had this style and the style like like the bean mouth doesn't come from nowhere it comes from yeah. kids watching these like western totally uh stories made into animes which had the style and also dragon ball like the early dragon definitely, ball had this. definitely yeah but yeah it's <laughs> it's really frustrating to watch i think it's just easy to repeat you know like it's, that argument about bean mouths it, it's those people are in their 30s and don't like they they're not even the target audience for any of it and so it's just like why are you here mm. like why are you even mad um, <laughs> I don't know why they're so mad. I think they're mad because it gets them views. Like that's really it. That's it's easy. Probably, yeah. it's... That's actually that's that's true. It's something that happened on Thundercats Roar. A lot of people started making a lot of um, hate videos on Thundercats Roar because it would be their most popular videos on their channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Negativity it's super... feeds the the algorithm. Yeah, um, sure does. Sure does. We'll get into that later. Yeah, <laughs> I've got uh, I've got plenty of things to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, what was some of your like earliest projects that you um, worked on or even finished? Uh, what do you? What I don't know. Just do as mean? far as like art or animation, was there something that uh, like your, one of your earliest forays into making something of your own? Um, I don't know. Like <laughs> making. I guess, like, High Guardian Spice has really been my thing for a long time. Okay. You know, like, I made, I came up with the idea in 2013 while I was interning at Frederator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, while I was interning there, um, my boss um, told me and the other intern, like, okay, at the end of your internship, I expect you guys to 
pitch us um, a five-minute short for Frederator, so do that. Uh, so I had to like come up with an idea that that summer, um, and I came up with High Guardian Spice, and nice. uh, like I made a five-minute short like storyboard for that, and it did not get picked up. But then I had these characters, and like I basically used them in every class for like the next year. Like, anytime my class was like, okay, well, you need to make a pitch for this, like, whatever, just for this assignment, I would just do High Guardian Spice over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just, uh, I was kind of like just trying to make school work for me, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I used a lot of that to, just to, like, develop ideas for it, kind of get to know the girls more. Um, I used rosemary and like my my senior thesis thing at school like uh this just i don't know how long it was it was like maybe a minute and a half of animation um of just like her going through a dungeon um yeah that was kind of the biggest project that i did by myself and that kind of helped me get a job at fox adhd where i was like animating and then storyboarding and doing character design and stuff on their shorts program well, mm-hmm. program, uh, their shorts, whatever, on their YouTube channel. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What was the timeline like between Fox ADHD and you getting uh, a development deal for High Origin Spice with Crunchyroll? Um, I think so. Let's see. I was at Fox ADHD in like 2014 to 2015, and then I went to Danger and Eggs after that as a character designer. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the first time that I pitched to Crunchyroll was like October of 2016. Um, just, I got that, I got that pitch like from a friend of a friend, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, like... The pitch went well, and then it was kind of the same pitch thing that happens to a lot of people at the beginning, where it's like you don't hear anything for a really long time. People are just like slow and whatever. Um, And eventually they did get back to me saying, oh, we really, really like this, but we don't have like budget for a show right now. Like, would you be interested in making it as a comic? And I was like, hell yeah, I would. So then we started developing it as a comic book for a while. And, like, uh, we never finished anything of it. I was, like, in the middle of sketching out the first chapter when uh, Margaret Dean, Marge, uh, she, like, joined Crunchyroll. And we uh, pitched to her the High Guardian Spice just to be like, hey, what do you think of this? And she was like, oh, this is awesome. Why are you making this as a comic? You should make it as a show. And we're like, "Uh, agreed. Yeah. And then (laughs) through her, we, like, pitched again to like this was like the biggest pitch that i've ever done where it was like a room of 20 people and they like flew me up to san francisco to like pitch in front of all these people high guardian spice and like i think that day they had like a series of pitches from a bunch of different people and like they're at the meeting they're like okay it'll take a couple weeks for us to get back to you and then like two days later they called me like hey so we're gonna pick up your show and it was like oh okay awesome cool wow (laughs) wow that's crazy yeah that's so fast it was (laughs) it was really fast like that's the thing about high guardians uh like 
process is there was a lot of time where I was just like, you know, developing it by myself or developing it with a friend and like things were moving really slow. But once Crunchyroll was interested, like as a TV show, it happened at breakneck speed. Wow. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you feel- was- yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask if there was like, was there any development time besides the comic moment? You know, no, not no, really. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. um, a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, so I pitched in March of 2018, 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So March of 2018. Damn. And they told me like, okay, we want to make this show. We're going to start in May. <laughs> and we didn't do any work uh, March to May. Like, I was still working um, as a storyboard artist on a show, like, a preschool show called Tinpo, so I had to, like, finish up my work on that and, like, bounce early. Um, And when we started in May, it was very quickly, like, okay, we need to hire our story editor, we need to hire our supervising director and our writers, and, like, we had about, we had a month of development time. Uh, which was really like hiring people and then also trying to get the right yes (laughs) trying to get the writers on board um but we really didn't have much time at all to figure out what the show was going to be um and also we were working at like a we work at the time so we didn't actually have our own office to like you know like pin things up on the wall and really figure things out we were bouncing between this we work and like marge's house and amalia's house it was it was crazy <laughs> it's just the, the fact yeah like that's not any a month is nothing and development is a pain when it goes on too long without a doubt but like it has purpose you know and it's like oh yeah there, there's a lot of things to solve before you start production because once you're i just think people don't know this like or maybe some people don't know this is that like once it's on rails you can't stop the train like it's just like no. it's just fucking going yeah you need that time to like you know set things up (laughs) yeah you really really do um it was like i think that knowing everything that i know now it would go a lot smoother (laughs) because like obviously i was i was brand new i didn't know what i was doing um and like everybody in charge knew that like that was no secret right yeah i was brand new to this you think that's also a reason why they picked your ideas and like if you're newer they can kind of like ex- like make you do more than like an experienced person would do put push back more on if that makes sense uh well i don't think so exactly i think that um because i was new i was cheaper right well um, yeah that's mm-hmm. sort of in line i think with what he's saying it's it's like Somebody who's coming in with uh, having a lot more experience on shows, they're going to ask for a lot more. And, yeah. and so they're going to be like, well, that's not that doesn't work for us because this is like too expensive. And so, yeah, that's it's just sucks yeah. that it, that's it's so common. It's so common for first time showrunners to get kind of screwed <laughs> like that. Yeah, there was stuff where um, literally like in the meeting where they were telling me like, okay, High Guardian Spice is going to be picked up. We're going to make this. They gave me like some timeline stuff of like, okay, so storyboards are going to take this long. And it was like, what? Like I, I, in the meeting, like laughed. And How was long like, did they Haha, w- mm, Three weeks. Jesus fucking uh. Christ. 
for a 22 minute action film? oh my okay. god <laughs> that's <laughs> what universe that's insane. yeah my reaction was that's crazy and i was told well that's what you're getting so either take it or leave oh it and they're telling god. me here's your dream three weeks and it's like how am i gonna say no to that and like i don't think i would even now because it still did really like push my career forward like um yep. that's what i was gonna ask uh later also was like do you feel like even though this was like a really, really um, trying experience, uh, <laughs> did it like? Do you see like the benefits of it now? Like, do like are you taken seriously as a, an EP and creator? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely like. That's good. I think it'll also get easier with time, you know, and also making more things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. If it wasn't for High Guardian, then uh, I wouldn't be developing some other stuff that I'm really, really excited about right now, you know? And, yeah. like, uh, I can't talk too much about it because it isn't announced yet. Sure. But, like, I'm really excited about the thing that I have in development. Um, and also, like, directing at Warner Brothers is, like, very exciting. And I don't think I would have gotten that uh, without High Guardian. And also, like, I have managers now. And, like... My manager is, he's the fucking best. Like, fucking love him. His name is Matt, Matt Schickman. Shout Uh, out. He's like, yeah, Matt's like, he's so fucking badass. Like, it's so great to work with him and to just be like, hey, Matt, like, I'm interested in this project. What do you think? And he's like, let me go talk to them right now. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Or like, I have ideas for certain things where like, I can just like, send him my ideas and he helps me workshop them. That's great. Uh, and he sets me up with these meetings. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's the the greatest. Yeah. So like, that's really yeah. cool. Did you did you get a representation after High Guardian during or? Yeah, it was after. I really wish I had had it beforehand. Right. Um, that would have helped a lot early on. I would have, but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, it was very like towards the end uh when i was wrapping up and it wasn't really sure like what's gonna happen next that i got in touch with gotham group Mm, okay it's under gotham yeah uh yeah it's nice to have it's everything it just seems like nobody has a good first experience (laughs) in 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 development or in with tv but it's like this this shitty trial by fire that you have to kind of go through yeah it's really it's really hard and i mean it's like you don't know what to ask for like when you're just doing this and you're just so grateful that somebody is interested in your idea and they're making your dream come true like it's huge so like how can you i don't know there's also just like a lot of things i think that you don't expect like the way that like like a lot of like things that happen in the room the way people are like doing the business side of things like if you're not if you're not a business major you have no idea Mm kind of like what the techniques are going to be or like the way that they're talking and the kind of like uh language that is supposed to be used i feel like as a as a ep you're not using the same language as a creative like when you talk to your Mm -hmm. team versus execs i'm Mm -hmm. guessing so Yeah. yeah it is always funny when things get confusing like that I've had a lot of stuff with my new development team where <laughs> uh, my my new development guy uh, talks 
in a way that is very much like television development and sometimes we like get confused talking to each other (laughs) (laughs) but it's great because like he's very understanding and like we have other people involved too so we're able to like kind of mediate what we're trying to say and like it's honestly worked out so much better because of it it's funny like thinking back on when i first was getting into animation and like what I thought the process of of um, producing a show was like versus what it actually is, because it's it's not yeah. this like creative free for all, and you're just like in the writers' room, and then you're like we're coming up with funny jokes, and then you're all hanging out with your friends, and it's like it's it's really not. And showrunners are pretty miserable most of the time. <laughs> We've talked to other people about it too. I think it was Cheyenne that was, oh no, somebody was saying that, uh, a previous guest, that like it's actually pretty lonely. And mm-hmm. um, I think it was Nikki. I think Nikki was saying that. That it's like you, you're in meetings all the time and you're always working. And so it's like hard. It, it's You're not really part of the crew because you're kind mm-hmm. of the boss. And so it's, and, it, and it's just putting out fires. It's just like all putting out fires and... Um, trying to keep this you know you're working on five plus episodes at a time and like it's it's actually incredibly exhausting and a lot of the people that think they want it would crumble to dust like it's just (laughs) like it's just punishing beyond anything people can imagine until they've gone through it um yeah that is all incredibly accurate and like with the crew thing too you are the boss, so you're the one giving notes, and sometimes you're the bad guy. You, know? you have to and be, then, yeah. Yeah, you, you literally have to be the bad guy. You can't not... You can't not. So, like, there's always going to be a little bit of distance between you and your crew, which absolutely sucks, because you're yeah. like, I hired these people because I really like their work, and I really like them, but I can't be their friend. Yeah. Wait. It's hard, yeah, yeah, because there's there's always situations, and there's never going to be a perfect budget. There's never going to be a perfect schedule, and so at some point you have to ask for more than what you know is right to ask for. Like it, it's unavoidable. Like no matter what, you're going to have to push people, and and it sucks. Like nobody, and there's definitely some callous, shitty people that don't have sympathy. But all the directors I've known, they've been put in and in me as well like they get put into that situation and it's just like oh, fuck like like you know that things got to get done and you're just like i'm so sorry we have to do this like please like don't hate me like it's just it yeah. just happens it fucking happens and it just happens like the most you can hope for is that uh your studio is compensating your artists well that's yeah. just like that's the only thing it's like if you are at least paying them well and if you have to do overtime like fucking paying them for overtime yeah um yeah did you have a uh like what was your schedule like when you were working because you never had an office right so this the whole production for high guardian spice was like from from uh like the we work offices or did you eventually? oh no we we did eventually get one so it was just that first month of development that we were in we work and then luckily we switched over uh, to an actual space. It was like uh, at that, um, am I allowed to say where it was? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, people, don't know. I think it's, it's fine. Not like, keep, it, keep it vague. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, it was It was at like the same lot as some Disney shows. I, I know, um, you, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was nice there. I really liked it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that 
helped a lot <laughs> having a space. The thing was just that we were already starting to write scripts when we moved there and we were All already right. starting to hire people. Like we started hiring our storyboard artists before um, the first episode script was done. And that was, you know, a recipe for disaster. <laughs> and it immediately caused problems because um, we were boarding before it was, you know, the script was locked. And it only spiraled from there. So it's like, you're inevitably going to have problems in writing. Because, like, obviously, you're not going to get it right on the first try. Um, and then trying to fix writing problems while there are storyboard artists already working on the script mm -hmm. is impossible. And then, yeah. like, you know, you have to start writing the next episode while you're still kind of trying to fix the first episode. And how are you supposed to write the second episode when the first episode isn't it's like like building done. a building a plane as you're flying <laughs> that like we had so many fucking metaphors yeah, for yeah, the yeah. stupid shit that we were trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> my my supervising director, Audu Payton, uh, is very into metaphors. So he had he had a lot of those. Yeah. It's uh, it's not fun to do that. It, it's um, the the more you can like lock in before the next step, the better. But it's kind of hard to find any production where things go that smoothly. Like, there's usually going to be weird overlap and rewrites and. Yeah, yeah. What's been so great about this new thing that I'm working on is like. It has been moving at a fucking snail's pace to the point where it's like, okay, this is just a little bit annoying. <laughs> now you're but getting the other side of it. I'm getting the other side of it, but I definitely prefer this other side. Sure. Because, like, um, we were able to really take our time figuring out, like, okay, what is this show supposed to be? Like, I had my image of it, but I'm not a writer. So, like, you know, it's still a little bit vague of what I wanted. And we were able to, like go out and like sift through a ton of writers to find like the perfect person for it and then i was able to work with them for a long time very closely to kind of figure out like okay what should we try to make this thing um i don't know like we've just had a lot of time to really figure out what do we want this next show to be That's and great. um we're still at like the very beginning of <laughs> development which is kind of crazy i can tell you a little more about it like off the air because it's exciting okay. yeah yeah um yes. but like we're we're just starting to figure out like okay now we know like what the what the premise is what the vague idea is we have pitched it and we have sold it so like what next like what what is the actual pilot going to be like we're going to be able to in development write a pilot and like have it go through um notes by me notes by the studio and the executives and stuff and really nail down like, okay, this is the perfect pilot script, hopefully. <laughs> um, and then go from there as opposed to just like kind of writing something and then being like, well, first draft done, let's go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. It's yeah. very different. And also just like, like you said, being able to like, uh, meet a lot of writers, cast of writers, kind of get what they like. And like just having that opportunity is just so important because, you know, once you know the vibe of your show, like you, you may have like some really extremely talented friends, but what if they're into drama and you're into comedy? Mm -hmm. Like that's not the same kind of writing at all. Uh, so yeah, that's really cool that you had the time to 
uh, to meet a lot of people. Yeah, it's been it's been really great. And of course, like we're still early on. I'm sure there will definitely be there will definitely be hiccups because there always are. That's just, it's just unavoidable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not... But I think you know you have the experience now. You have the the battle scars to like deal with it. I w- I was gonna ask like, do you think that if you had had, let's say like now, if you were handed if you were told like, hey, we're gonna give you a month of development, would you still say okay to that, or would you say no way, that's like not enough? Did you feel like in that moment you could have had, uh, you could have pushed back, or was it just like take it or leave it? With High Guardian? With High Guardian, yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely ask for more now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would do it very differently now. I yeah. think that if I was put literally in the same situation where I have never made anything before and I don't know anything, I would have made the same decisions probably. Sure. Um, but now as a big boy, mm-hmm. uh, I would definitely not be okay with that. And for like my current show, if they told me something stupid like that, I would be like, no, literally, no, I'm not letting this happen again. Yeah, I guess I want to, if, if anybody that's listening is, is also uh, lucky enough to be handed a, uh, a deal like that, like don't be afraid to, to push back and, and ask for more because like, if it seems like it's not enough time, it's not enough time. And yeah. And even even the number you have in mind is probably not enough. You know, it's like it's always better to ask for for more time because that I don't know. It's it's hard because I totally get it and like when you're in the moment, you just you don't want to ruffle feathers and you want to just move to the next step. And I feel also like, I don't know, you know, going back to Jorge's episode where he said like his first creator uh, job was like making flash cartoons and he had no money to make Mm -hmm, them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if there's really a way to start without doing a show with like pennies, you know? So it's kind of this tricky thing where it's like kind of you got to get that creator badge and then, you know, totally Um, yeah i mean it does make sense because it's like if you haven't proven that you can actually make something why would anyone trust a ton of money to you it's true yeah it's true but it's but it's a cash twenty two because it's like yeah they're not gonna they might not trust it but they're gonna they're gonna end up paying the price when you know the the show isn't like the way they imagined it or the showrunners burnt out. Like, so it's just, it's, it's good to try to find that confidence. I think, um, if you can, like, it's good to, to try to push back and ask for more because it's, yeah, no, you absolutely should. I personally, like just in general have confidence problems. (laughs) I think we all do. I mean, (laughs) yeah, of course we're all artists. Uh, so it's really hard. It's really hard to like, yeah. I I just, your uh, self-worth. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know that, you know, even if whoever's listening to this, they'll probably still uh, have a hard time speaking up. But I, if, if I can, yeah, of course, if I can inject that belief in them, you know, if, if my voice, like if my little floating head appears next to them when they're in that meeting and it's like, ask for more, 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 they'll be like, I should ask mm-hmm. for more. Because I feel like, yeah. yeah, if you're a student who is lucky enough to be in college and your your college is not just an arts college also offers business classes yes. definitely maybe 101 you know business yes. 101 i don't know uh, just uh 
just saying, just putting it out there. And also yeah, like been helpful. Yeah. And like project management, like there's all kinds of things mm. that you learn. I honestly, I always think about like, you know, I, I've, I thought that I've been ready to have a show since I was like 22 and like, <laughs> like same. Maybe, yeah. Maybe foolishly, you know, I don't know. Um, I definitely think I could have figured it out. Same as you. Like, you know, I, I think that, uh, when you're given a task, you just kind of work through it. But, um, I do feel like the, as more time goes on, the more I feel prepared that if I were to be dropped into that position, I'd be like, all right, like I got this. Like, cause it's just, you know, experience and, um, confidence and lessons learned. And it's like, it, it's the 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 whole fantasy of like this person is a showrunner at 23 it's like i now i i cringe at that because i'm like ah, i feel so mm. bad for that for them and the crew like it's just they're just not gonna know they're not gonna yeah. know how to do certain things and it's like it's just yeah i don't know that's kind of crazy when you think about like being 23 like then most of your crew is like older than you <laughs> like, yeah that's fucking you know? weird it's a weird yeah. dynamic yeah, that's kind of how it was for me on High Guardian. I was uh, 25 when I was showrunning mm -hmm. it. Um, and I was I was the same as you, where, like, I had been pitching it since I was 20. Right, right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, giving 20-year-old shows is, like, <laughs> uh, a blessing and a curse, I guess. Like, it's not that a 20-year-old doesn't have the creativity to come up with a good idea, oh, yeah. but, like the experience really does make a huge difference and like i do think that uh it's good that i worked in the industry before it actually got picked up and even more work in the industry would have helped but mm. i also think that like people who have the drive to make a show when they are 20 are this is maybe i don't know if i should say this but uh say it okay, and we'll decide so, if it's worth it yeah it's just um like those kinds of people who have that drive to make a show early, I feel like are often the ones who are going to wind up making shows because it takes so much perseverance to yes. make a show. That, yeah, I think that's a totally yeah. valid statement. I think that. Yeah. 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 It's just it takes a lot of perseverance to sell a show, and then it takes a lot of strength to actually get through making it because, like we were saying earlier, like it's just so trying. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. I think that the people who are very passionately like, I want to make a show are the ones who are going to wind up making shows because like, yeah. that's the only way if you're just waiting for somebody to hand it to you, it's not going to happen. No, that's definitely yeah. true. And it's, it's, yeah. it's very much just like how much can you take and, <laughs> uh, and still, cause yeah, like I, I have lots of friends. There's a lot of people that I know that have, that have been fighting forever and they haven't gotten their chance yet, but I don't really, the ones who I still see, like, you know, beating the pavement and pitching and whatever, like, I, I think that something's going to work out for them. Like, I just I know that, like, with that amount of perseverance, something has to click. And yes. but the people who went through it once and it was hard and they gave up, it's like they they quit. And like, that's fine. You know, I don't I don't blame anyone for quitting. But like, as yeah. soon as you quit, you've given that's it. <laughs> like, no, no one's going to hand it handed to you for free beyond that, because it's just like. When yeah, you, when you people say, are not going to be like, "Oh, that person quit. What a loss for the industry." Yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, you, you've you've like you've yeah. chosen that path, and that's fine. Yeah, but that's it. When you say quit, do you mean like after pitching a couple times, or after yeah. actually making a show? Mm, 
that's a good pitching. Point. I think pitching, but I think yeah. I think if you've made a show and you don't want to do it anymore, that's totally valid. It's like yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I think it's like oh, I did that. No, I'm done. Like I I mm-hmm. I don't even think I would want. I, I I've always just I've always said like if I could just have a season of a show, um, I would feel pretty fulfilled. Like I I would be like oh yeah. I I did it. And move on and then you know d- decide what to do with that sort of um clout after the fact but um <laughs> but i understand that <laughs> completely yeah well I'm, yeah go ahead uh, i'm just kind of right now i'm like okay the first one sure was a thing that was a time right um let me try again and yes. see how it goes again now that I know things. And, like, if this also is a disaster, then, like, I'll fucking reconsider my career. <laughs> sure. I <laughs> think I that's fair. I do feel like I want to try one more time. No, I think that's fair. I think now that you have all the resources and experience, like, it's – yeah. And, and, you're, and I know you're going to do great. I know that, like, it's – now that you have all that experience, it's going to help a lot. Um, I hope so. Yeah. How uh, – how do you deal with creative block and how does it feel for you when it happens? <laughs> Maniacal laughter. <laughs> I'm honestly, I don't know. I'm really bad uh, with that when it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I get really upset with myself mm-hmm. when I can't draw good. Um, like, I think what I usually try to do is uh okay i can't like eh. what i usually try to do is not draw you know just like totally step away i I find that like doodling is easier just like drawing on paper and drawing nothing not thinking about it yes that does help yeah yeah i mean i think that that might be the most common answer that we hear is like in a good way is, is that like, it's good to just walk away. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to just walk away and not stress yourself about like nailing it. Um, yeah. Cause like just sitting there being upset at yourself is not productive either. No, but it does really suck when like you're in a rut and honestly, I don't know how to break out of it. <laughs> it helps when drawing is your job because then you have to draw no matter what and then it doesn't really matter if you don't feel like drawing because literally you are being paid for it so like hurry up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we talked about that yeah. with uh, with ego like you there's no time to there was like a, a quote from a artist i think it was chuck close that's like um you know, professionals don't have time to uh, wait for inspiration. We just like sit down and start working or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was going to try to find it, but whatever. Uh, something like that. Yeah. You just got to work through it sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a bunch of questions on Twitter that I would love to ask. Let's um, do it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, from at Shavistian one. How is the process of making a webcomic into a show? How does the how does the rights thing work with that? They've always been curious. Okay. Um, so like I was saying earlier, like um, High Guardian didn't actually start as a webcomic. It is a common misconception. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just we were trying to work on it as a comic when Crunchyroll couldn't afford to make it into a show. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> well, but but how much of what you had done translated into the show? 
Well, okay. I had some, like, designs, basically, like, the main girl's designs and kind of the style of the show done, and, like, the basic premise, and kind of some story beats made it into the first episode, but besides that, we basically, like, started over, just because the comic was going to be paced very differently than the show wound up being made. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be much more of like a slow burn the way that a lot of like anime is. Uh, but the problem with doing it as a slow burn is you need more episodes and we only had 12. So it's like, what's going to happen in these 12 episodes? And right. this is where some development time would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually figure it out. Yeah. And in terms of rights, it was like, I already had, uh, given the rights to Crunchyroll. Well, I think we had some deals set up already as a comic, and then we kind of just like added on to that deal when we made it into a show. Right. Uh, at I'm Pepperoni asked, uh, what was your favorite part of High Guardian Spice's production process, and what was your least favorite part of its production process? Okay. Uh, I think my two favorite parts, like there's a lot of parts that were really fun. But um, I really like early development and like early writing uh, where it's kind of like you're just throwing ideas at the wall and it's kind of like pie in the sky. Like, what can this amazing magical world be? Mm -hmm. And you're really just like talking about the characters. Uh, That part was really, really fun. And just, um, I don't know. I really liked my writers. Uh, We had a lot of fun together. It was just like a really good vibe in that room. so that part was great. And then I also really liked post-production because that's kind of like after the storm of pre-production where like you're running around doing everything, trying to get like storyboards, edit, sound, or well, voices, design, like all that shit was crazy. And then post-production is just kind of like, okay, it's all done. We're just getting animation back from Korea. We're giving them notes. We are doing sound design and like just trying to polish it up like that's it it was very very chill and it was like really nice to have those like few months of like wind down yeah yeah that must be that was that was yeah little mermaid style <laughs> shout out to to julie um <laughs> from at flippy super in your opinion what is the best way to handle criticism in the animation industry ha <laughs> um well so depends on what you mean by mm-hmm. animation industry because it's one thing to um get notes on a show like when right, you're working right. on it that mm-hmm. is all totally understandable everybody's like going you're the when you're making a show there are so many people involved and you're always going to be getting notes from like the your superiors and then also like your the people working on the show you know like mm-hmm. you're always going to be getting notes from executives um and you're also going to be getting a lot of feedback from like the people who work on it like the artists and the directors and stuff who have their own ideas and it's really important to like listen to to them and consider their ideas when you are making something because a lot of the times they're right um it's also really good to know when you don't vibe with something that they're saying and you kind of have to like assess like okay this person is saying something that 
I bump against? Am I bumping against it because this is something that, uh, like, am I bumping against it because it makes me uncomfortable and I just haven't thought of it that way, but it's actually a good idea? Or am I bumping against it because it goes against my vision for this show and it's not good? And it's like, you really got to figure out the balance of, like, um, you got to figure out the balance of, of listening to people's criticisms or listening to people's ideas and um, trusting your own instincts. And that's something that, like, I definitely have my own personal issues with. I'm sure a lot of us do. Sure. Uh, but it's something that I feel like I, I have gotten better at. I especially, like, uh, have trouble in my own life like sticking to my guns i guess uh Mm -hmm. so it's something that like i'm working on all the time um but that's very different than um criticism online yeah which is i think what this person was actually asking about because probably yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like uh yeah do you have any insight on that or do you well yeah i mean i've been going through it it's tough because like i mean people are screaming at me about stuff that happened years ago like decisions that were made years ago without understanding what happened behind the scenes to lead to those decisions and without really understanding like i don't know how i even feel about it (laughs) ain't that just twitter (laughs) ain't that just twitter and the rest of the internet too yeah and and internet in general yeah it it's really hard um to hear because it's not like I think High Guardian Spice is perfect. Again, like I'm an artist, so I see everything wrong with my own work. Oh I, yeah, you're like, your own worst critic without a doubt. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm my own yeah. worst critic and you see what people are saying and it's like, well, <laughs> I'm still the worst. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It really sucks. Um, I wish it wasn't like this. It's like, I know, I know that there are things wrong with my show, uh, and like I was, I was there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was there making it. I was there trying to fix it, but there was only so much we could do. There's so much happening all at once that led it to the way that it is. And I think that if people understood more what was happening, they would be able to also see like the good in the show. That's what right. that's what really makes me sad. Is that right. like, yeah, of course there are problems. Nothing is perfect. Every show has issues some more than others but like there is good in high guardian spice too and it feels really sad that people are like willfully not looking at the good just to like zoom in on a background image that they think looks bad when it's like that's on screen for literally two seconds and we had so many other problems to fix than that well that's the thing Mm -hmm. people like uh pick out not just your show but like people pick out like animation smears and be like this drawing come on and it's like (laughs) the fuck are you talking about (laughs) like that's in between and it's like a lot people just get they they have this weird obsessive nature with animation where like everything has to be perfect and it's like dude go back to the shows you grew up with they look like shit like a lot of those shows were like made on a shoestring budget and were barely they were held together by like duct tape and gum like it's and (laughs) it's just you you remember them differently and and fondly but i've gone back to stuff that i watched as a kid and i'm like oh yikes this is cheap as hell yeah but it's just you just didn't i think that was the funny thing working on thundercats oh yeah it was like 
It was just like, I was actually watching all of the original yeah. Thundercats episode because we were given all the original Thundercats episode as we were working on the show. And I was watching the cartoons as I was storyboarding and I was like, these are insane. Yeah, that show looks this like is, shit. This is, <laughs> no, just not the, not the drawings or anything, but the writing was insane. Yeah. Like you really have to watch it to really <laughs> see how insane it was and for some reason people forgot that it was really insane that like like weird stuff is happening all the time like like there's little robot bears that just build stuff yep. for the thundercats yeah. for no reason except <laughs> Pl for no devices, reason They're, yeah yeah and it's just like really funny because it's like because then when you see the reaction of people online and you know i don't know i just think it's kind of like it's just kind of funny um I mean, that's kind of the way I I was looking at it because I had never been on a cartoon before where people actually cared about it. You right. know? So it's kind of <laughs> like, I think, honestly, okay, this is where shit goes down, you guys. Oh I would rather be on a cartoon that gets hate than a cartoon that is completely ignored. I... Oh my God, this is the debate. Is that really what you think? I'm not sure. That's what I think because in my experience after working five years in France on shows that nobody watched, <laughs> nobody talked about them. It felt like I was just working in a vacuum. Uh. It felt like I was just getting paid and that was it. Well, did you... Uh, whereas, you know, when you see... I know this is very controversial and this is just my opinion. Anyone who's listening to this, this is just V's opinion. Uh, don't take it. Don't put it in anybody else's mouth. But I would rather... I think it's... At least, you know, it feels like you exist, kind of. No, I think you know, that's it feels fair. Like, I was going to ask, know? did you, but, but I was going to ask, like, did you enjoy the process, at least, of working on the shows? Because, like, my, my point is that, like, I don't think I would care if a show was ignored if I enjoyed <sighs> my time on it. Because at least, you know, at least I enjoyed my time. Hmm. Um and I think also the cartoons that I was working on, uh, just I'm going to end talking about myself here, I promise. And then it's you, back to you, right? Uh, but like, um, I was just going to say, like, the working in France was just like working. It was just like such hard work. We had such yeah, like, let's just, tight schedules. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, I worked so hard. Right, right. No, that makes time. I was paid so little money and nobody even gives a shit. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. But <laughs> enough about me. No, that's really interesting. I haven't like, I mean. I don't know. I'm I'm interested in that in that debate because I've kind of wondered it myself of like, is it better that people are like so fervently hating High Guardian? Because like, I mean, they're still talking about my OCs. Well, <laughs> people that, you know, negativity is always louder and so um, loud. Yeah, totally. And I it sucks that you have to deal with that. But I yeah, I do wonder because like yeah. it definitely has its fans. And even just looking at the people are asking questions and mm -hmm. doing OCs, it's like I, people people liked it. And nobody is ever going to be as vocal when they really like something unless they're like like in the fandom, you know, yeah. um, myself included. Like I, there's a lot of stuff that I absolutely love and I've never like tweeted about it, never said anything about it. And, and I. I don't, I don't know. Like I'm, I wonder. Like, should I be more vocal about this thing that I like? Because I know the wow. creator would appreciate it. Gene's the problem. I might. Be the problem. <laughs> no, I. Gene, I, you're the reason why cartoons are going. I'm yeah, the, in the direction they're going. I'm the one. We figured it out. Um, I, I, because I know I appreciate it when people say nice things. Um, but I guess there's always that weird thing of like, it, it's like. 
I don't know. There, I try to talk about things that I like, but sometimes when I'll tweet about well, that's I mean, again, that's going back to what we were saying before is negativity feeds the algorithm. So like I'll mm -hmm. tweet about a show that I love. I'm like, guys, or a game or something. I'm like, guys, check this out. I loved it. It's great. Best thing I've played in months or best thing I've seen in months. Ten likes. And I'm mm. like, well, what the fuck was the point? Like, and so it just makes me feel like uh, it doesn't matter. And then I will have, you know, something, a trailer will come out for something that I think it looks like poopy dookie. And I'm like, guys, are you, are you serious? You think this looks good? Like this looks like shit. And then it's like 1000 likes. And oh man, just you really are the problem. I don't, and I'm like, yeah. cool. I don't like to tweet about stuff that I don't like because I don't anymore. Feels... No, I don't. I don't, I don't like to either, but occasionally I, I just like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I like can't hold back, but I, I've learned to, it's better to just not. Cause it's like, you don't if, know, you don't know who worked really hard on that thing and whose dreams were crushed. So well, it's, it's never, like... it's never anything that is, is like creator owned. you know, it's never anything mm -hmm. that, cause I have a, a tons of respect for anything that's made with love and care. I would never, ever, it's only like Marvel shit, you know? Cause yeah. it's like, guys, I don't give a fuck this again, my words, <laughs> I like a lot of Marvel movies. I like them. I see a lot of them and I watch almost all of them. But like when people get really fucking defensive about them, I'm like, guys, they don't need your fucking support. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> They've made billions of dollars. And, and same thing with like Disney movies and shit. It's like they don't need your help. Like they have a marketing department. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to fight for the, to the fucking death on Twitter about this movie that is going to do just fine in the box office. Like. And so True. that kind of stuff is the only time that I'm like, hey, maybe we should stop promoting the movie that is already going to make a billion dollars. And and honestly, like, maybe we should talk more about the little things that nobody talks about, you know. So, like, I'll always try to plug the little projects, the the little games or the shows or whatever. But um, the, when it's when everyone's getting so fucking amped for like spider-man i liked the new spider-man but it was like it, it became like you know oh it didn't get an oscar who gives a shit who fucking cares like it made a yeah, billion dollars so sad spider-man didn't get an oscar who fucking cares <laughs> and so it's like that's what i mean it's i that, it's like yeah. yes maybe, maybe i am the problem but I, it's just like that's what i mean and that's when i when i the only time i will say anything remotely negative but even then it's like you get all the fucking weirdos who like obsess over that stuff and it's like hey guys jesus like this is a multi-billion dollar company like i don't think you, yeah they, they don't need your your tweets so yeah. i don't know but anyway sorry like i i think that like it, it's just to tie it back in like i think that people love to be negative uh and I love it and and i i have learned better than to say anything negative online and i think I, I don't get anything out of it either. Like I've realized that it just, it makes me not feel good, you know? And it's like, when you're, when you're the the cause of any discourse, it's like, oh fuck, I started something here. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I've I, always been one to like ignore and uh, try to stay away from discourse. And then yeah. somehow I still uh, started it. <laughs> well, you, you made something that, a certain slice of the internet, yeah, uh, really bothered. I, I, and it's weird because it's like, like we were saying before, like anime has this weird <sighs> effect on people. I don't know. It's like such a weird possessive thing that people feel like they, 
you know, they, they have ownership of the, 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 it's not even a genre. I don't know. It, it, well, that's the, I think it's just, it's just like a, it's just like a nerd thing. It's like, you know, before, <laughs> it no, for real, like for before it was like Star Wars. It was like, it, yeah, yeah. Talk about Star Wars. If you don't know Star Wars or like, yeah, uh, you is. know, like what, what's, what's another brand like that the big ips marvel like, yeah like, like dc and marvel yeah. were very it's it was very gatekeepy for a long time because it was kind of like well if you don't know every single superhero yeah. and all of their 10 different origin stories you're not a real fan right. so what are you doing in this comic book shop kind of thing that's the and, it, and, and, <laughs> the and it's it is those are the days and it's like and the same thing happens with comics yeah comics music for sure you know where it's like oh well yeah. i knew them before the, it's like but I, I think it's like a hipster kind of thing yeah like, oh i was cool before you were cool so i think that's kind of what's happening with anime it's like all the hipsters the anime hipsters but that's what's funny yeah. is that it's like anime has been pretty fucking relevant for like 20 years mm -hmm. and it's it's not niche anymore like it hasn't been niche for a long time and it's i get what you're saying i agree but i just i think it's funny that it still has that that people still treat it in that gatekeeping way when it's like guys i don't like dragon ball's been the hugest thing forever and one piece like it's yeah but i think it's like okay for us like we're not we're not actual anime connoisseur anymore because we don't oh, know every yeah. single one you know that's what i'm saying <laughs> like we're basically if we were if we're talking games we would be casual gamers. Oh, I don't know. No. Well, speak for yourself. You know I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a casual gamer. It's like, I'm like, no, casual gamer is like if you're like play Zelda and Animal Crossing. You're a casual, like, like if you're a gamer gamer, you have your K2D that's like three or something. And you're like, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, okay. Like you, you, that's or like okay. you're 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 about to go esport like you're you're a pro gamer you know what i'm saying it's like almost, <laughs> the, and that's kind of what's happening with anime it's like for us we're like oh dragon ball sailor moon is like they're like yeah you boomer like now you have to know like kaiju whatever it's called like uh, um, jujutsu kaisen yeah um, jujutsu kaisen you know yeah. or like you have to, or like even that is kind but, of that's, that's already, you have yeah. to know the you know but what's really annoying too is that they like they only like a specific kind of fucking anime you know like, it's always it's the all case. about shonen and isekai and if yes. you like other kinds of anime <laughs> then like you're not a real anime fan and it's like uh <laughs> it's it's that's always been the case though and it's always that yeah that's where the gatekeeping stuff comes in because it's like yeah. they find a very narrow um uh, I think it's standard. just a way to be like I'm. I'm not like the other girls. Yeah, or like, you know, yeah. It's, I'm it's, worse. It's it's <laughs> it's just that. But I think people just like to feel special overall. Like we all, I we're all guilty agree of it. with we that 100. percent Yeah, yeah. I agree all, with that 100%. We all want to feel special. Yes. Uh, question from Let's Talk Cartoons. Uh, what's the most unforgettable slash useful lesson that creating your own show has taught you? Mm. Um. Hi, let's talk cartoons. That's Debbie, right? He's cool. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I like Debbie. Anyway, um, <sighs> there's a few. I mean, like, part of it is just I literally didn't know anything about making a show before, so now I know a lot of things. <laughs> but that's not very helpful for you. Um, I had an answer in my head. Hold on, let me remember what I yeah, was going to say. Oh, okay. Um. So something very, very important in uh, making a show is just making sure that everybody who's working on the show understands what you are trying to make, um, which sounds maybe obvious, but, you know, 
as people come onto the show, there are a lot of them. And sometimes it can be hard to make sure that everybody is on the same page. And it does take some like ramp up time to uh, teach people what the show is supposed to be. So like making sure that you in your head have a very strong image of like, what do I want this to be? And then making sure that you also communicate that is super important. And especially to the people who are in charge with you. So like your directors and your writers and stuff, like you need to make sure that everybody understands what kind of show you're trying to make. And if they don't understand, which there's always going to be, there's always going to be miscommunication and people getting confused and people like making mistakes. Um, if they don't understand, you just have to correct it, you know, and make sure right. that you like do it early on and just like make sure that everybody is trying to make the same thing as you. Yeah. I think that's so interesting and funny and it's so true because I was like pitching a show to my agent and they thought it was an adventure show and I was like, no, this is a this is a comedy. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. It, when you when you're coming up with ideas, it's like you have it all in your head and you kind of can feel yeah. it. But mm -hmm. I've I've run into that so many times where even something I'm working on now where I, I was developing it and then um Casey, my girlfriend, was like is this a comedy or like, how do you imagine this? And I was like, Oh fuck. Even she doesn't know. Like, and I've been like telling her about every step. And I was like, yeah, that's a problem. And I need to mm -hmm. rethink this. Cause it's, it was mm -hmm. like, I got to figure out the tone of this thing. Cause I knew what it was. Yeah. But it was, yeah. it was coming off so like serious, I guess I was worrying too much about. Yeah. yeah. Like the characters. I don't know how to describe the characters, but I forgot to make it funny, you know? So it was like, yeah. Oh, Tone is really, really hard and important. Like, so with my new thing that I'm developing, that was kind of the first thing that me and my development guy ran into problems with when it was just um, the two of us was like, okay, what is the tone of this? And I would be like, it's like this. And he'd be like, that does not answer my question. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, it's like this. And he's like, no. And you're like, ah, <laughs> mm -hmm. like it was a thing where like, I could not figure out how to express what was in my head even though i knew how it felt like trying to get it out into the world was difficult and then it's like also a matter of finding people who uh understand the way that you talk or especially right. as, yeah again artist not writer word hard um like under getting somebody who gets it and then having them help you express it is huge um and it's not like me and um development guy are bad at working together it was just kind of like we were speaking different languages and we yeah, needed yeah. like a translator and now that we have that person it's like amazing because we have all of the range of thoughts to make this that's, thing that's very true yeah there i think that's all that's why they often ask for like what is this show like and you have to and this is the hardest thing to answer because you have to find another show that yep. is very similar to your show but not too but not the same yeah. <laughs> it's the that's a hey word of advice to everybody that's working on pitches find a popular thing yes like and and then find another popular thing it can be less popular but you and then just say it's this meets this like Gen it is genuinely yeah. it doesn't have For to real yes. yeah it doesn't have to be one-to-one -one. in fact it could be complete bullshit it could be yeah, even well, that yeah <laughs> a, a mild amount of bullshit you don't want it to a be so amount. bullshit that somebody buys yes. it and then they no, regret it 
people are gonna stick to it i remember kind of like in my first uh development thing that i was doing i kind of like offhandedly was like oh it could be like two broke girls and then they would not yeah stop they wouldn't me. let it like, go yeah and i was just like man it's just only 30 percent like Hey, that actually it's you can break it down that way you know i think yeah i think that that's like it's like you know what i'm saying and it's like it's really hard because if you just say that and that's the one that they're like i've seen this show and i love it and then they're like this is 90 percent like two broke girls and you're like wow no so yeah i think you're yeah you're right about that yeah i guess what i'm saying that it's bullshit is that like you, you don't have to your show can be your own show but but you're right because executives will latch on to that so you you do have to be careful for me like as an example like um uh, Planet Panic was Men in Black mixed with uh, like Avengers. Like I, I went that fucking high level, but but it's because it's like superheroes, but it's specifically about a you know grumpy mentor and a uh, energetic young cadet, and it's like and and it's about them working together and the, all that. And so it was like they're like, oh okay, and it's sort of the same tone. It's comedic, but there's like stakes. So it's like that that fucking high level it had to be because otherwise it's just weird it's like what is this what do you want this to be like what's the core of this so um it helps Mm -hmm. it just helps it helps to and it's what ray was saying it's like it helps to communicate and speak that language because and and see inside your head yeah um yeah because they can't they're not mind readers yeah Um, nobody is a mind reader you can't expect that and i think that people are generally understanding of like if you make mistakes hopefully yeah the two broke girls thing sounds very annoying (laughs) it's just no but you know that's why i'm saying it's like it's just you have to be careful and you have to know what you want to do like for like you know like i'm just sharing that because it was my mistake i was like oh i watched the show and i thought it was funny and Mm -hmm. my show has two girls who are trying to kind of make it and yeah. I'm like it's kind of like that but then uh, there was like a lot of other things that were different and it's like it's kind of like the only show that I had kind of like given them and the only thing uh. that you know so there's a little bit of that you know if I had done a little bit more of like well it's like two girls meet I don't know I'm trying to think of a I don't know like uh Zootopia for example <laughs> like then it would be like well now we have a better idea you know I don't know <laughs> and I, you can you can mix a third one in too like I think that's yeah fine. I, I you know it's like it's like if you're you kind of I'm trying to think of how to explain this it's like you 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 uh you can say something Just, go ahead no, yeah we're gonna say no here's the thing is like if you're talking to someone and their heart usually is in a specific tone like for example what if they love uh i'm trying to think of something very specific but what if they love yeah just adventure like what if all of they have like their favorite shows would be like um i would say thundercats is like an adventure show uh last year bender like all of these kind of like grand pokemon all that what if that's if, what if the this is an exec that loves these kind of shows and then you come in and in your head it's like this is so obviously a sitcom and you know and you and you come in and you're like well uh and it has elements of adventure then that person is going to latch onto these elements of adventure because that's what they love and mm-hmm. unless you make it really clear you know like oh yeah i know those elements are in there but they're not the focus of the story you know it's kind of like that type of uh communication which is like took me a long time to understand yeah (laughs) you know even if you have like a project that's kind of like like 
goth for example like kind of like beetlejuice or whatever like if you if you go in with this and people like in the in the like the goth realm of ideas they love beetlejuice instead of loving like uh i'm trying to think i guess it's all like i guess would you say nightmare before christmas is different yeah. uh, it's a little bit different i guess it's kind of it's kind of the same i mean I'm trying to... they're both tim burton so. yeah yeah I'm trying to think of like something else that's like also goth, but like a completely different, different genre, different goth, you know? different flavor of goth. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm a bad goth, I guess. Yeah. I oh, say um, Emily, uh, Emily the Strange. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That, yeah. That's more serious, right? It's more serious and and uh, 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 more storybooky. I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's yeah. Different. So if you go in it in with that's a perfect example. You go in with your or over the garden wall. Oh for example. sure. Yes. See, like you're you're coming in. It looks kind of goth or kind of like spooky, and people think Beetlejuice, and it's like, no, this is not Beetlejuice. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like mm-hmm. it's not quirky in that way. Yeah. Um, anyway, just yeah. Like rambling any, out loud. Any just, comparisons you know. help, um, and that's yeah. Like ideally, you will have enough time to like really f- hammer this out once you sell it to. Right. Like, there is definitely. A, a bit of time where like you pitch it and then you kind of figure it out together and then you make it ideally <laughs> ideally yeah ideally uh one last question you can answer it if you want or not but um from at lehman lino what were some challenges being a show creator or what struggles rewards have you experienced being trans in this field or on an inclusive project okay um so like I wouldn't say that being trans has made any sort of difficulty in this sure. industry, you know, like, um, I mean, it's good. really lucky. Yeah. Like everybody, I mean, we're in LA, uh, yeah. everybody is very cool. Um, there haven't been like any issues of my being trans. I think that, uh, I definitely was in a weird spot creating high guardian at the time that I did. Cause I had only been on testosterone for like less than a year when we started Mm -hmm. you know like i was still really really early on in my transition and like in that little promo video that uh, has gotten a lot of attention i like um i was still really early on in my transition i didn't like i don't look the same that i did then uh Mm -hmm. so it was kind of weird just because like for personal reasons i was um like i was still like kind of a in my awkward teenage part two phase mm, while mm-hmm, making high guardian mm-hmm. spice so it was weird to like be in charge of people and then also be so insecure in the way i looked and sure. like be changing all the time and like i still hadn't had top surgery yet so i had to like be running around for really long days like binding and like i don't know it was just a weird spot to be in of like i'm in charge but i feel internally like i am a teenager because of my hormone situation <laughs> yeah yeah that's, uh, that's tough i can't i can't imagine it's, yeah it's and lot. then there was a little bit because of um instead of being an artist like being a showrunner you're dealing with people of a lot of different ages like in the different um aspects of making animation like in terms of like going to records and like the people that you're working with um on the audio side and the editing side and everything. Um, so there was a little bit of weirdness of just being like, are they going to misgender me? Like, I know people are like worried about misgendering me because like, uh, 
just in general that can be a worrisome thing for people and then also i'm the boss so that makes it a little bit weird too where people want to be like nice to me but then also it still happens and then it's like really awkward because it's like oh god i'm in charge but they misgendered me but i'm uncomfortable with pointing it out (laughs) so there was like that kind of stuff and it wasn't none of it was like malicious or anything it's just it just happens as a trans person sure um so yeah it was it was a lot of internal screaming um but (laughs) isn't that just development yeah (laughs) just an extra challenge on top of everything else yeah exactly it was just like a medical thing i was going through while also making a show so it was kind of intense in that way but also didn't really affect the production at all that's good yeah Mm -hmm. uh what kind of goals do you have in mind for your future in your career in your life if you want to talk about that well, I really, really hope that this next thing that I've been working on gets picked up. Like sure. right now it's in development, so it's still, you know, it's still up in the air. That would be amazing. Um, I've got some other show ideas that I want to make one day. Uh, I have a video game idea that I really, really want to make that I'm like excited about. Um, but, you know, <laughs> that's a pivot. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I just have projects that I want to make. And uh, I imagine that as time goes on, I will add to that list. And yeah, like, I don't know. I also uh, really like music. I would like to get more into it. Uh, I really think that it's so cool that you're in a band, Gene. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's uh, so it, cool. It's uh, it's fun. It's I recommend it to everybody. I think that it's not hard to do. It's it what? seems it seems intimidating, but um, I can't play anything except drums, and I don't even do that in my band. And like, really? Yeah, that's I, so I, awesome. I just, I mean, you know, you're in a similar position where you just have ideas and drive, and that's all I had. And I'm lucky that I have a really good partner. It helps to find, I think, somebody people maybe even you know like a, a other people that you want to play with mm-hmm. um that might be the most challenging thing but once you find that that little group like it's not hard it's just you you play music once a week and uh you start with covers you start just kind of you know figuring out what you like and then if you have if you if the group and if you are interested in writing music then you just like start messing around and so everyone has a different process who's your songwriter well, we we combine efforts. Like my partner Rem writes a lot of the music. Um, he's this fucking musical genius that just like shits out these like <laughs> musical things. But but we have our own system where like we've worked out because I've known him for like fuck, I don't know almost fifteen years. But it's like he he just generates ideas and then I distill them down to like what I think is the most appealing or the most catchy or whatever. And I'll add, I'll write some stuff. And with software these days, like you don't have to know how to write, how to play anything. It's just moving notes on a piano roll um, with garage band or whatever. And so like anyone could start, you know, I just, I, I, so I, cool. I think that you could absolutely start um, just messing around. And it's just like art where it's about practice and trial and error. And um, for me, it was an outlet when I was doing development, it was like 
you know, I want it to scream. <laughs> I <laughs> instead of instead of being it's a silent internal scream, I wanted to yell. And so <laughs> I started a band. And um, that's so and then, awesome. And then that started working out. But yeah, I, the thing is, is like you could do it. It's it's I I appreciate it, but I I always tell people that it's like. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Because I, I always, I never thought I'd be able to pull it off either. God, and- that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, <laughs> I think it's possible too. I just need to get better at singing first. Uh, I'm I don't know how to sing, it. Ray. I can't sing. <laughs> I- Bitch. I I don't the cool thing is is Rem is a really good singer and so like he's I write parts for him sometimes but Um, I saw you like you can't lie to me because okay listeners I went and I saw (laughs) Q-Bomb perform live and Gene fucking killed it it was so cool like he was so awesome I've never like seen somebody that I actually know perform before it was just it was really professional and just like fuck I want to go to another concert honestly of yours we got a show April 2nd. Oh, uh, hell yeah. This might come out around that time. So everyone sh- in LA should come see us. Oh my God, uh, I'm going. At Molly mm-hmm. Malone's. Um, but uh, they actually had a question. You were talking about making a game um, from at yeah. Foo, Mr. T himself. Um, if you were to make a High Guardian Spice game, what kind of game would it be? Um, okay. That's a good question. There are like so many options, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, okay, this is insane and like probably won't happen, but it would be really cool to make an MMO of High Guardian Spice sure. where like you make your little guardian and like, I don't know that you would go to the school necessarily, but it'd be cool if you could. Um, and you like go on adventures and like whatever form parties with your friends, basically Final Fantasy 14, but High Guardian Spice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, it's such a nice world. It's such a like you you've built up so much uh lore and like, you know, I don't know, the rules of the world that it's uh yeah, I could see that. I think that would be great. That would be very fun. I do Alternatively, get into... just a story thing uh with the girls would be oh, cool. Oh, sure. Like a visual novel kind of thing. Not a visual novel, but like again, like a normal Final Fantasy game. It's okay. very yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. a JRPG. I mean, it's JRPG inspired High Guardian Spice, so yes, it definitely. very easily fits into that. Right. What's some of your favorite JRPGs? Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Okay. <laughs> I love Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it's my favorite Final Fantasy. I'm gonna get canceled for saying that, but I fucking love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I don't think you will. I think that a lot of people agree. I don't think that's well. Uh, that it's my favorite Final Fantasy. That's the part that's oh. controversial. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, you're gonna, get can- you're gonna yeah, you're gonna get canceled. Um, absolutely. No, I think that. Um, I mean, it's made by Square Enix, so whatever. Who gives a shit? Exactly. It's so um, like the more the more Final Fantasy I experience, because I I never really played those. I'm not super into turn based RPGs. But the more I see a Final Fantasy, the more I'm like, oh, it's just like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I ha- I have a hard time with those games. I'll you know what I'll take the I'll take the bullet for you. I think Kingdom Hearts is uh, a bad game. Um. Anyway. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. Gene gets canceled for not liking Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I mean, Kingdom uh, Hearts is fucking stupid, but I love it. It's so fun. And I, Rik- I yeah. Riku and Sora are the best, especially Riku, especially Riku and Sora kissing. There we go. Yes. There we go. <laughs> now we're getting to the truth. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, what do you want to plug while oh. you're in here? Well, uh, watch High Guardian Spice on Crunchyroll, please. It is uh, free with ads, or you can make a like free 14-day trial. 
and watch it that way, or you could pay for Crunchyroll, or you could watch it um, with ads, but then have ad block on. Don't tell them that I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you'll get works. the same. You'll get the same ad for an Akira anime like five times in a row. It's great. Hey, don't no- don't knock that Akira. 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 Not not Akira. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Akira. Don't knock that anime. It looks really good. The the anime looks great, but seeing the same commercial five times in a row was like. Oh yeah, man. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, love that commercial though. I have watched it five times in a row in my free time, and now YouTube keeps recommending me car commercials. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a, it's weird that it's just a car commercial. That's the part that I have a hard time with because I'm like, what? It's All so right. pretty though. It is pretty. No, I can't deny that. Uh, and so is High Guardian Spice. That's the end of this creative block. Ray, thanks so much for being our guest and sharing your story. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. I didn't say my uh, handle. Oh, yes. Yeah, please do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow me um, on all social medias uh, at Dino Ray. Yeah. And thanks to your listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask for guests. Huge thanks to my editor our editor clements <laughs> for editing the podcast and malik for helping us produce the show if you love our show then support us on patreon becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes click the link in the description of this episode i've been your host gene and i was v keep being creative and we'll see you next week bye, bye. yay